Welcome to the fight with Teddy Atlas. I'm Ken Rideout, joined as always by legendary trainer Teddy Atlas and today's special guest, our newest hurricane correspondent, live from the eye of the storm in Louisiana. We got the diamond, Dustin Poirier, reporting on Hurricane Delta. Dustin, what's good? What's happening, man? Thank you guys for having me back on, as always. Glad to have you. If you don't mind, can you put on a raincoat and stand outside and show us how windy it is? Dude, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna have to get a a shop fan to blow on me or something so so I can over exaggerate it like these guys do on the news. But, yeah, uh, man. Yeah, and I, I'm definitely here in in the storms about to pass us by in, in South Louisiana. Well, stay safe. If anybody can handle a storm, my money's on you. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'll, I'll bob and weave through these uh, lightning strikes. Oh, I'm sure you will. Thank you Good for man. being with us. It's uh, let's get right to it. It's pretty big news out there. Uh, some guy named McGregor you might be uh, fighting with and fighting with fairly soon. Um, what can you tell us about that? And 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 for me, and maybe I speak for the fans, and I hope I do, uh, boy, I got some nerve now. I'm talking like a UFC person <laughs> and talking <laughs> for the fans. But when I say fans, I just mean people. I just mean fight people. For me, we're all the same. We're all brothers and sisters, and we're all enjoying the same thing, you know, watching watching people that can do something that not everyone can do, that can go into the eye of the storm, as Ken just referred to, uh, that can go into the eye of yourself and to go into that octagon, that ring, whatever it happens to be, whatever the battlegrounds are, it doesn't matter, and and face yourself, you know, face things that since you were four years old, seven years old, 10 years old, 20 years old, that have haunted you, uh, inhibitions. We all got them. We all got them. And um, anyone who can get into those spaces and face those things and then face another man uh, or woman uh, coming at them uh, with everything they got, that's a special person. You know, that's really a special person. They could do anything. If they could face those things and go into those caves, uh, so to speak, those caverns of ourselves, they could go anywhere. Who knows where they could go? And you're one of those people. Um, so I just, it just hit me. I said, what brought this fight on? Like it came out of nowhere. It, it showed up, you know, like a, like a meteor coming across the sky. Like you walk outside, you say, hey, you guys see that? Something just went across the sky. Where'd that come from? There was no, there was no warning that was coming. And there was no warning that, all of a sudden, you know, McGregor was going to say, hey, Dustin, let's do it. Uh, let's fight. Like, what what brought that on, Dustin? Where did it come from? And where is it at? I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure if it's uh, his want to be active. I'm not sure if his if it's his want to to reach the top again and be the lightweight champion again. I don't I, honestly, I don't know. But I'm, I'm happy it, it came about and I'm happy he wants to fight. You know, uh, I, I know that he wants to get another fight in before 2021. So he wants to finish this year off with a fight. And I think that's the problem uh, that we're running into getting this thing booked right away, as everybody expects. You know, when you got two guys who say, hey, I want to fight. And the other guy says, I want to do the same. The fans want it. Then the promoter puts it on. But right now they have a list of events that are already booked with headliners. And, uh, you know, I think the UFC is angling for this to be a New Year's fight somewhere, somewhere in January. And Connor's wanting to fight this year, as do I. I, I want to fight in 2020. I want one more fight this year. And um, I think it's just those kind of things that are slowing it down from getting this fight done. 
but this the the negotiations are alive hey guys want to give a quick shout out to today's sponsor athletic greens as you know these guys have been with us for a while now we love them i take this with me everywhere i go these guys have spent 10 years with top nutritionists and doctors to create this formula it's made from 75 whole sourced ingredients it's got vitamins minerals prebiotics probiotics and antioxidants again during these covid times you guys know these kind of supplementations uh these kind of supplements are critical to maintaining strong immune immune health. Um, consider this like an insurance policy for your body's health and immunity. This is literally all you need to stay on top of your immunity with 12 servings of fruits and vegetables. No need for multivitamins or whatever else you're taking. This product has you covered. Special offer to our listeners, Athletic Greens is given a year's supply of vitamin D for free with the, with your first order of Athletic Greens. To take advantage, go to athleticgreens.com slash atlas, A-T-L-A-S. Again, athleticgreens.com slash atlas for a free one-year supply of vitamin D. Again, if you follow the show, you know that we love this product. Like I said, I take it everywhere I go. I take it every single day, whether I'm traveling or not, especially when I'm traveling, I make sure I get it. Um, love these guys. When when you say New Year's fight, the first thing that hits me is fireworks. New Year's, fireworks, right? And so that's one of the things that hits me with that is both your styles obviously um, add up to fireworks. For sure. And this is going to be a five-round, 25-minute fight. And there's no way two guys like this don't get in there and, and make some something explode. A lot of striking, baby. <laughs> I, a lot. You know, I mean, I I could open my mouth a little bit on this one. You know, <laughs> the the grappling, the jujitsu, um, all the magnificent things that you guys do, uh, everything, all that stuff. I I gotta just watch that. But the the striking, I can actually uh, I can actually weigh in on. And and that's one of the things that's so when when people say to me, where is all this special respect come from, Teddy, with the UFC? When I understood, obviously I always understood the well, the the place where you guys all have to go, all fighters, and I already stated that. But when I started giving some extra thought, Dustin to, you know what, besides punches, which is enough, they're punches with basically no gloves. I mean, minimal. What is it, four ounce, I think, maybe? Four ounce. Yeah. And, I mean, we wear eight and we wear ten ounce. So, and then you throw into the mix kicks, elbows, knees. Um, Oh, my goodness. And then I'm saying to myself, hey, Teddy, you got to... You gotta give them a little more credit, or you at least you have to be more cognizant of these are guys that aren't just driving on a road, you know, ninety miles an hour like a fighter, and that's enough. That's enough. But these guys are driving on a road ninety miles an hour, and rocks are coming at them, and then and then trees are thrown in the middle, and then and then all of a sudden, you know, there, there's a there's a lake uh, put over in front of them. So, you guys got a lot of obstacles and a lot of stuff coming at you. It's pretty. It's it's. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Yeah, to 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 juggle all those things and balance all those different arts and uh disciplines that that make mixed martial arts it's a tough thing to do and it's an ever you know i, I don't go to the gym and just 
work one thing. It's 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 a balance of all these different skills that I have to put to use on the fight night, uh, depending my opponent, you know, certain things I'll work more in training camp you know, uh, to prepare for a certain opponent, but it's just a lot of things, a lot of variables. That's why I feel like for bet for gambling and betting mixed martial arts uh, that I don't know the percentage, but underdogs have to out of any other sport gambling wise, mixed martial arts has to have the most upsets. It has to, cause there's just too many ways to win and lose. There's too many intangibles, too many variables as you just said very well. And you know, like, uh, a, a kick can come out of the sky. <laughs> you know, we right. we talk about a lightning bolt could come out of the sky, Ted, uh, when you don't expect it. Well, these guys are dealing with real lightning bolts, kicks uh, coming out of the sky, knees coming up from the basement, um, things like that. And having said that, you just led me into something, Dustin. I have to, I don't know, sometimes I even know how to segue into something by accident. When you talk, the one constant, the one thing that's universal that that doesn't change um, in whatever particular combat sport it happens to be is the element of fear. I mean, anyone who says that they don't have it, well, like my great mentor Customato once said, Teddy, they either lie or they should go to a doctor and yeah. find find out what's what's the matter. So. His was extraordinary about you. And listen, all your brothers there too. Each one of them are extraordinary. I'm, I'm just talking to you right now. But here you are. You're going into a fight now where it's a rematch. You fought this guy six years ago. You were a different person, different fighter. Less, 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 less experienced. And, but that element, having lost to him the first time, that mental element that is hovering over us like oxygen in the air. I mean, it's always there. The element of fear, the element of, of, of just awareness of what can happen. And you, I always say that 75% of my business is mental. I would have to guess that it's got to be the same, if not more, in your business, how, and, and I, I know that for me, this is the question, how do you go into this fight now? Of course, you're more mature, you're six years older, more experienced, more successful, you've done magnificent things in those six years, won a championship, fought on a stage in huge fights. How do you deal with that? elephant in the room is that fair with that elephant yeah, in the room yeah. knowing that you lost the first time you know that that's gonna be hanging over my head for sure but also to combat that is is like you said my experience and my mindset is different i'm not a, a young mad at the world mad at critics kid anymore i know who i am you know there's there's no no there's no enemy within so there's no enemy outside i'm comfortable with who i am i believe in my skills um i think before the last fight a lot of the trash talk a lot of the critics uh i walked into the in into the combat arena feeling like i was fighting more than the man across from me i felt like i was fighting the organization the fans uh the, the critics just everybody the media I, I felt like i was fighting everyone i had something to prove to, to everyone and, and 
this ain't I'm, I'm more mature now in the fight game this ain't that scenario this is me versus conor mcgregor that's that's what it is simple I, I know what I'm capable of and I'm confident in my skills. It's just a completely different thing going into this one. Um, and it's not even about revenge, Teddy. It's, it's just about life and fighting and goals and destiny. That's what it's about. It's not about revenge. I'm not trying to get even with this guy. I am, uh, I'm 2-0 and in rematches in my career. I've only had two rematches as a professional fighter. I won both of them. And, and I plan on going 3-0. and It's that simple. I, I want to put in the work, show up focused, let nothing from the outside creep inside of this vessel, and 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 I'm going to perform. Is part of what you learned and you absorbed and you grew into over the last six years, is it fair for me to say that if you put one word to it, the most important part, that you know what you didn't know before. You know that Dustin Poirier belongs at this level that he that he that he belongs with these people 100% 100% I'm not and I'm not going to go in there and fight off of anger like I'm going in there and fighting with skills I'm I, I feel my last few fights I've just felt something uh different happening um in the lead up to the fight uh, it was less pressure in, in a weird way I care less I cared too much before it Teddy I care too much and, and that blinded me and got in the way. I got in the way of myself. I don't, I don't care. I mean, I care, but not like I used to. It's different. I know it sounds like. I understand. I'm yeah, it's, it's, it's hard for that, I guess, the average person to understand. But it's very important for me to, to keep that mindset. I'm going to be all right. Whatever happens, I'm going to be all right. Before, it was the end of the world if, if I lost. I'm good. From a fan's perspective, going into the last fight, not knowing you, I would view it like, Okay, he needs to win to stay in the UFC. Like, he's got to stay relevant. It's very important. I'd say now you're a bona fide superstar in the UFC. And to your point about upsets in boxing versus the UFC, in boxing we have a ton of undefeated fighters, and they protect that undefeated record. And, to, and Teddy will point this out frequently, is that the B-side in most fights usually has zero chance of winning, usually. And to your point, in the UFC, the underdog can win it. You can't slip through the cracks and get into the UFC. It's like once right. you're there, you've already proven something to someone. So I feel like from your perspective, there's a lot less pressure to like prove your worth. Like I think you know it, and the fans know it, and the bosses know it, that Dustin Poirier is a star. Win, lose, or draw. So now like that onus of like being relevant and sticking around and being in the, on the roster is, doesn't exist anymore. Is that fair? Maybe, maybe. And maybe that's right, Kim. Maybe I've... I I feel more established in that sense. Maybe that maybe that's part of yeah. the evolution of, of, of my mindset in, in fighting, you know. But yeah, I, I feel confident. But like Teddy said, every every time you make that walk, you're scared and, and you're nervous and, and, and you don't know what's gonna happen. But that's the definition of bravery. It's taking those steps, walking into uncertainty. And I promise you I'll do that. And you know what that place is now. The first time you got in there with him, you didn't know to the extent that you know now. You didn't know as much about yourself. You didn't have enough information to know. And I'm going to go back to the same word, whether or not you belonged. And now you have all that information and affirmation, if you will, um, certification. You know, we get certified in life. <laughs> you, got, you got certified. You got certification. I belong here. I know what it takes. And I'll leave it with one other thing. 
you now know what it is that you have to control. You didn't know that before to this Love level. Yourself. Yeah. You. Not not the stuff. <laughs> not not the organization. Not the anything. You. Not even him. You. Right. And um that's why I know it's going to be a different result. And that's not knocking McGregor. I'm not I understand the star he is. I understand the talent he is. I understand all those things. But I also understand what I just stated. I appreciate that, man. And uh, going back to, to why I think he wants this fight is because he's angling to fight Pacquiao, right? That that was in the news. Yeah. So if uh, I don't know if, if the UFC wants him to fight one more time before they allow him to fight Pacquiao or if he just wants to get one more in this year before starting next year with the Pacquiao fight. But what better way to do it uh, against another Southpaw? A hundred percent. You know, I think that might be part of his mindset. Maybe he wants to fight a southpaw before he fights another southpaw. I, I don't know what's going on, but I, I just feel like uh, that's what the alignment is. We do that all the time in boxing. You know, if you know you got a, a fight coming up with a certain style guy, what do you do? You try to pick that certain style guy as a fight before right. that fight. And um, right. I would I would say, yeah, you're, you're probably on target. Yeah, and... Khabib, the current world champion, who's about to defend his belt in two weeks, uh, said if Conor or Tony fights me and wins, that he'll give him a, a title shot. So that's in the back of his head, too. So I, I think that's all creating this perfect storm coming together that he's coming out in public and saying, hey, I want to fight Dustin Poirier this year. I also, you mentioned the trash talk in the first fight maybe had some impact on it. I feel like now versus then... No one in the division really trash talks you. There's like tremendous mutual respect, at least from for, at least from what I've seen from Gaethje, Ferguson, Khabib, and and Connor. It seems to be all business now. Yeah, I mean, there and he might and he might trash talk, but for the most part, I feel respected amongst uh, everybody in the division. They know who I am. I have a ten year track record with the with the company. I go in there and I I, I bleed and I fight and I win and I do it again. And uh, that's just it. But like I said before, even if the trash talk starts which is a, a, a good chance it will. You can't tell me who I am because I know who I am. Yep. When I was, when I was younger, I, I wish I would have had that same mindset. What's that saying, Dustin? If I only knew then what I know now, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, if, if, uh, how many times do you, did you hear the older people around you say, uh, youth is wasted on the young? You didn't know what the hell they were talking about. <laughs> but yeah. um, we start to understand the wisdom of some of those sayings. Right. And, you, and Muhammad Ali said it, one of the best quotes ever. It's, I, I think it's, uh, if you're the same man at 50 as you were when you were 20, you wasted 30 years. Very well said, yeah. He would and say that's something just, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's just life. You know, Dustin, with everything we just talked about, um, and you went, we all have a journey, and your journey was, part of it was to lose to a guy like Conor McGregor. That was part of your journey, part of your destiny, whether you knew it or not. Um, in order to get on track for you to put together the things that had to be put together in Dustin Poirier as a person to continue that journey the right way. With whatever you want to call it, with tremendous discipline, with tremendous, obviously, determination, um, relentlessness, 
you know, whatever. Maybe maybe something to prove, chips on the shoulder, whatever. But it was part of it was part of your journey. And it was part of what got you to where you got to, which is uh world champion, top fighter in the UFC, and um a guy that's fought in endless great fights with great fighters. Have you over those years, because you went past that point, once you got past it, it was in your rear view mirror, it was gone, and now you were becoming a different person. I get it. And it's the person I'm looking at now. Once you've gotten to the, that secure place, that top of the mountain, so to speak, where the oxygen is different, the view is different, the reflection in the mirror is different. Once you got there, you're human. Did you ever have any thoughts about this guy? You know, just just did it did it kind of like somebody like a kid. You got kids. You got beautiful. Did, did you have two or one? I have one. You have a uh, how old now? She's four. Four years old. Once in a while, she might open the door. Hey, daddy. You know, just peek in a little bit. Did it ever peek in there? McGregor's not nearly as cute as your daughter, but did <laughs> did, did did it ever peek into your head? Just with all your success, and you got to this place, did it peek in your head and say, "Yeah, that guy, that guy, I'd like to see him again." It's. Any loss that I have on my record, I think about beating yeah. those guys, but especially this guy's uh, different. But go ahead. Yeah, he's a, especially a well-known superstar, one of the biggest guys, not in combat sports, but in sports and and entertainment. Period. Yeah. Worldwide, worldwide yeah. known. He's got his own uh, whiskey. He's got his own whiskey. <laughs> but does he have his own foundation? Well, no. <laughs> much more yeah. important. No, and that's that's and we'll, pretty. We'll special. come back to that. Yes, we will. I'll come back to the foundation. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and and Connor saying he's going to donate half a million to to the foundation if the fight happens is 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 incredible as well. That is. But yeah, incredible. I I I always felt it. We would fight again. Uh, uh, my wrestling coach, uh, my old previous wrestling coach, always told me that that I was going to fight him again, and he was certain of it. And he told me the same thing with Max Holloway before that was even uh, beginning to to be discussed. He always said you're going to fight Max again as well. So. Uh, I, I've thought about it plenty of times. And just think about this. And Ken just broached it. Um, and so did you. Talk about destiny. And it was, and part of it is not only to fight him again, not only to fight him again at a point in your life where you're Dustin Poirier now, yeah. where you're who you need to be now. Not only that, but you run a, a just... An, um, a great foundation that helps people and on top of it you talk about a cherry on top and whipped cream added he's going to give a half a million dollars to your charity how great is that it's incredible man it's it's perfect I uh, a couple of days ago a week ago before this discussion even started before negotiations started this was the last thing I, th I thought would, would be happening you know I I uh, but that's how things work, especially in the fight business. You never know what's going to happen. 
And for those people who want to check out The Good Fight, check them out at thegoodfightgroup.com to see what Dustin and his uh, foundation are doing. It's awesome work. We'll mention it again at the end, but I wanted to make sure we got that in there. And for all the Teddy Atlas fans out there, check out the DrAtlasFoundation.com as well. Also doing great work on Staten Island. Hey, who do you like in the um, uh, Gaethje-Khabib uh, fight? You know, it comes down to, to execution. If, if Gaethje can keep his feet in the center of that octagon and keep his back off of the fence, I think he has the credentials, the experience in wrestling to keep it on the feet. And we all know what he does uh, when he's throwing those overhands and he's brawling. Anybody can get hit with that. Those are the hard punches to, to you can't block all of those. You can, the, the one twos, the one two threes, the, the good technique, that's for me, I think that's easier to, to deal with than a guy throwing overhands and winging punches. You know, that those angles and timing are different. So it's going to come down to execution. Who can execute that game plan? If Khabib can bully him against the fence, he's going to win the fight. If Gaethje can keep it in the middle of that octagon, I think he's going to win. And you know Gaethje. what, Gaethje, I'm sorry, Ken. Go ahead. Um, no, I was just going to say, to add to what Dustin's saying here, I I always say, Dustin, and commentating for 24 years on ESPN, the, the fights, I always would say it's about geography. Who controls the geography of the ring or the octagon? Real estate. Real estate, baby. <laughs> and, yeah. and it's no dollars for them. It's, it's punches. You know, <laughs> three punches per square foot. And there, um, we go. there it is. Expensive, you know. Uh, yeah. It hurts a little. And so it's all about the geography. Who can control the be where they need to be? Location, location, location. And to that point, and that's what this fight comes to. Again, I think probably every fight comes to that to a great extent. Um, it also, Gagey showed a dimension in his fight with Ferguson where he showed a discipline that he's going to need, that, that he showed me. that like He could have been prone, as you just pointed out pretty well, with the big punches to engage, but he didn't. He allowed Ferguson, who's a very aggressive guy, a little reckless sometimes, to engage first and use his reckless aggression against him. The Matador. The Matador. Gaethje has an extensive wrestling background, and taking yourself out of the equation, do you think that Gaethje might be the better rest, the best wrestler that um, that Khabib has faced? Uh, as far as wrestling accomplishments, Gaethje's by far a better wrestler than I, I am. I, uh, on paper, you know, I didn't wrestle in high school and college. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. He's probably the most decorated wrestler Khabib's fought. Yeah. That adds an interesting an interesting element because I'd say based on what we've seen and correct correct me if I'm wrong I think just on paper Gaethje looks to be a better striker if he can nullify some of Khabib's wrestling because Khabib looks to be the one of the best wrestlers in the sport that makes for a really interesting fight I think people I don't think the fight's getting as much hype as it deserves mainly because neither one of them is a big trash talker but I think in terms of competitiveness. This fight is awesome. I mean, I get excited. Teddy will tell you for every fight, but this one is so. This is a good fight. Yeah, it, it is. I'm excited to watch it, especially because it's in my division, and and the guy has the interim belt. I just I just made that walk against the same guy. Um, so we'll see what happens. But I'm excited about it. I'm expecting it to do really well on pay per view. It's a great matchup. But one thing we we didn't talk about just now. He has the credentials of sport wrestling, right? But in, in, in wrestling, in collegiate wrestling, there's no fence. And that's yep. where it could be Maul's guys and uses his feet like hands and, and 
and his balance is so, you know, I've never felt any, anyone like that in training before um, the way it could be felt against that fence. And we'll see if Gaethje's prepared for that. Uh, Dustin, I see, um, obviously you're about, you know, caring about other people too, which for me makes you more powerful. I always, I speak of that sometimes where if you only care about yourself, you, obviously you can have power, but not the power you can have when you care about other people too. It makes you, you stronger. Man. And um, I'm talking about your foundation and your commitment to that foundation. And I, I think there's a, I don't know. I think that's an extra strength to that. Kind of like Pacquiao comes to my head because he cares about the people of the Philippines. He does something about it. And when he gets in that ring, he feels like he's got that strength with him. I don't uh, Do you feel I know what you're something? talking about. Yeah. 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 It's, it's a, it's a momentum. It's, it's something that transcends fighting. It feels good. You know, it, it feels good. And, I, go ahead. No, and with if the, if the Connor fight does come together with that five hundred thousand um, donation, I, I already have. I know what we're gonna do with it. I'm gonna open up a, a mixed martial arts slash boxing gym in a rough part of town where me and Daniel Cormier grew up, and uh, it's gonna be a youth gym. And um, tuition is gonna be good grades. That's all. That's all. That's all it's gonna be. If you can keep your grades up, that you're welcome to train there, and uh, and I think it's gonna help out a lot of guys. A lot of people. I, that's beautiful. Um, I did that with three gyms uh, for 10 years with my foundation. We subsidized three gyms. And I had three rules. Bring your report card to get in. Pull your pants up. Uh, <laughs> no, no sagging. Uh, respect yourself. Respect all others around you. Huh. And I put one other element in there at the time. Uh, hired a certified teacher to be there five days a week with a very small little tiny computer room. That's all we needed. And the kids had to go in that computer room one day a week just to see how they were doing. Okay. Uh, yeah, so. Maybe well, well, when we get this thing going, maybe if you're okay with that, I'll pick your brain a little bit because I'm kind of walking into this part of it blind. I Just an idea I had that I want to no, turn beautiful. into something. I think yeah. it's beautiful. I think you're right on it. And... I want to thank you because, I don't know, the way I feel, we're all in a fight, Dustin, and um, in, in this world right now, in this country right now. We're all in a fight to be better, and you're doing something that's going to help people be better. So I just want to tell you thank you. And not only could you pick my brain, but I would uh, I'd be glad if you invited me to come down there with you and Daniel one day, and maybe I could give a couple boxing lessons. That would be incredible, man. That would be truly incredible, yeah. I appreciate that. That would be my pleasure. Excellent. And once again, guys, you can check it out at thegoodfightgroup.com to learn more about Dustin and what he's doing there. Dustin, I want to be sensitive to your time, so just a couple more questions if that's cool. That's no problem, but I, I got a question for you guys. I'm going to flip the sure. script. <laughs> you, you're asking me about uh, mixed martial arts results. I want to ask you guys, what do you think is going to happen uh, Lomachenko Lopez in a couple weeks? That's a good one. That's a good one. First of all, that's the most intriguing, meaningful, real fight probably to come to boxing as far as names to go along with talent and styles to come to boxing since this COVID started. It's it's the it's the first fight that I would put on my calendar. I mean, you got a young, got a young undefeated fighter coming in. 
fighting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, look, we had a great fight. They had a great fight on ESPN last week uh, with Cepeda and Baranchek, but nobody, nobody saw it. Nobody knew who they were. Nobody saw it. I get, but they were, they fought like gladiators. But yeah. nobody saw it on ESPN Plus. And quite frankly, one of the reasons why no one saw it is they hadn't been putting good fights on. To be quite honest, uh, you boxing guys who want to get after me uh, a little bit, ha! It's 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 true. Uh, they they've been putting on A's and B's and spawn sessions, and the UFC has been putting on real fights. So they fell behind. But this is the fight that can get them back. That people will come out uh, and have been waiting for because of what you just said. You got a 23 year old kid who, man, he can punch. And not only can he punch, he's explosive. Well, Teddy, people are going to be saying, but Teddy. Isn't that the same? Isn't that an oxymoron? That the no. What I mean by that, he can really bang, but he closes the gap in an explosive way to bang, kind of like Pacquiao when he was young. Yeah, Pacquiao could punch, but he used to close that gap with the punch so fast, and that scored a lot of knockouts for him. Lopez has that ability, where he can close that gap. Bang. He's like a leopard that that you think he's at a safe distance, and then all of a sudden he pounces, and it's too late. The leopard's got you. So you got that. You got confidence. He hasn't learned how to lose. You got a maniac father with him, and I'm saying it in a nice way. I'm not. I'm, I'm uh, because any fathers that train their sons, they you got to be a little crazy anyway. But because it's <laughs> it's, it's a it's a tough mix. It's a tough mix. Doesn't uh, Lomachenko's father in, in his camp yeah, as well? Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. He's more of a professor. He's a little calmer, but okay. you know, he's a little bit more cerebral that uh, way. Teddy, but, uh, Teddy, a little calmer. Well, well, that's <laughs> that's an understatement. Okay, I was a little bit. And and listen. I'm not knocking Lopez's father. He's done a magnificent job. He's got his son, champion of the world, fighting in a huge fight. So, bravo. He's done a great job. But I believe in pointing out things that uh, are things that I believe to be true, even if sometimes you have to say somewhere somebody's eyebrow might go up a half an inch. And, you know, that's what I'm here to do. And again, I'm not knocking a guy. I'm saying a guy loves his son. He's exuberant. And he thinks the son's the greatest in the world. That helps. That helps to a certain extent. The father, the son feeds off of that. That's another thing he's got going in there. Of course, Lomachenko has it too. But it's going to, for me, you got this young guy who believes. And then you got, well, you got the technician. You know, you you got the Matrix. <laughs> you got Neil from it. the you got Neil from the Matrix that he does this and this and this and and stuff's going around them and you know and he's right there to catch you. Um, you got a guy who's the technically probably the best fighter in boxing, and and one of the strongest mindsets, a two time Olympic gold medalist. You got him in there with this dynamic talent. It's I, I tell you, you're right, Dustin. It's it's a terrific match to look forward to. I start to say that Lomachenko has shown me he's 32. Now, a lot of people are going to say that's not old. I don't judge, and you're going to understand this better than most. I don't judge fighters' ages chronologically. I judge them by the amount of punches they've taken and the amount of fights they've been in. 
and what kind of fights they've been in. This is a kid that has obviously, you know, gotten the better of it most of the time in the ring, and he's so smart. But he had 400 amateur fights. I'll say it again, 400 amateur fights. That's, that's, that's kind of a lot. And so I, he could start to be on the other side just a tiny bit where most people wouldn't even see it, but just a tiny bit maybe on the other side of his, just a little bit, putting that foot in the shadow, tiny bit. And that tiny bit with a young guy who's this explosive could, could mean something. At the end of the day, if, if you, first of all, if you ask me where my proof is, against Campbell over in London, also a gold medalist, um, Lomachenko in his last fight, he was a little like Pacquiao, where Pacquiao, as great as he is, he's 40-something years old, he's still winning fights against John. He's extraordinary, special, iconic. But he's not as aggressive as he used to be. He's, he's a little less. He's toned it down. And I saw a little toning down in Lomachenko. It's not a negative, but I just saw in the late rounds with Campbell, he didn't go after him the way he would have went to, to close the show with someone else. Part of that, he's getting a little older. Maybe it's also smart. Whatever you want to call it. Maybe that's going to serve him, actually, in this fight. I don't know. But at the end of the day, if you put a gun to my head, I'd say it's a dangerous fight for Lomachenko. But I'm not betting against the master. Not yet. Not yet. Because these guys have a way. These older guys that have been special for a long time, they have a way when they know that it's the time, when they know it's that moment again, they bring it. They, they put it together. So that's my answer. It's a real fight, yeah. It's 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 a real fight. To Teddy's point, we saw that with Nonito Donaire against uh, Noya Inouye. Everyone thought, including me, that Inouye was going to win by, like, homicide. And Nonito Donaire took him the distance and looked, like, as, as good as he's ever looked, probably. And um, so I, I'm with Teddy. I think that this guy... Lopez is is incredible and athletic, but I think Lomachenko might be too much for him, but who knows? Uh, listen, having said all that, Dustin and, and Ken, um, th- uh, there's no margin for error in this fight at all. Um, you know, Lomachenko got dropped by Linares a couple of fights ago. It happens. It happens. Yep. The, what's more important? He got up and he stopped the guy uh, yeah. like a round later, whatever. That's that's what counts. Uh, that's what the great ones do. Um you know, and your business too, obviously. But there is no margin for error in this fight. Um, he's got to be as perfect as he's ever been. Um, and I think that he knows that. Yeah. Hey, guys, if you like what Teddy had to say about the Loma-Lopez fight, head on over to MyBookie. Check him out at MyBookie.ag. Use the promo code ATLAS, A-T-L-A-S, for 100% credit on your first deposit up to $1,000. So you deposit $1,000, they'll give you another $1,000 to play with. You'll have $2,000. And uh, if you like Teddy's opinion and advice on that fight, jump on it often and early. Um, These guys have been with us for a while. They have lines on everything 
NFL, Major League Baseball. Uh, check them out again, mybookie.ag. Use the promo code ATLAS, A-T-L-A-S, for 100% credit up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Well, Dustin, back to uh, before we let you go, I just wanted to know they, they're talking about a November or December date as possibilities for 2020 as the only two pay-per-view shows left. Do you have a preference? Um, the November 21st is – I'm actually – if the storm doesn't mess it up too too bad, my travel plans. I'm leaving Sunday. I'm going back to Florida just to to you know to be in the gym. I can't get a week back, so I'd rather be safe than sorry if the fight does come together last second. But that's yep. only six weeks away, November. I, I'd like it to be December. Give me a full training camp for for a huge fight like this. But we'll see. Those are the dates that Connor's pushing for. I'm not yeah. sure exactly what the UFC is planning. Um, I'm I'm hoping it gets cleared up pretty soon. Okay, well, let me things- throw something. Let me throw something at you. I'm sorry, Ken. Just in case it goes shorter, which it might. It might. Yeah. It might have to go because of the things you're talking about. It's not, it's not a negative as far as a full. I'll tell you why. It could be, but I'll tell you why. Because sometimes it works to your benefit. Because sometimes by accident we might overtrain. Yeah. We might. Am I right, Dustin? Yep. And, yep. and sometimes when you're forced, and look, I'm not talking about a two-week camp. Uh, good luck. <laughs> you know, if, if that's the case, that's tough. Right. That's, that's pretty rough. But I'm talking about you still got six weeks, five weeks, six, whatever. And, and, I'm, and, and, I'm, and I'm going in sh- six weeks, and I'm, and I'm good, showing up there in shape, ready to go. And you're going into shape. Yeah. I'm saying it might be for the best. That's all. Right. That's all. Right. And, you know, ask uh, ask Michael Bisbin when he got his title shot against Luke Rockhold how the short notice worked out. He went in and fought <laughs> one of the best fights of his life and knocked him out cold. Became the champion. It's a hundred percent. I was I was the first fight on uh, the pay per view opener that night. Yep. And it also gives you less time sometimes to browbeat yourself. Yeah. And that to yeah. to to overthink it. Yeah. You know. I, I remember over the history of this sport, my sport in boxing, uh, Dustin, where some of, I, I always said, you know what, I'd like to do a research. <laughs> I think it'd be awful interesting. I have enough in my head, so I, I, I know that it would be a damn good list of guys that pulled off huge upsets on short notice. There's a reason. There has to be a quantifiable reason attached to it. Andy Ruiz. Andy Ruiz, yeah. There you go. Less time. Uh, Nate, Nate Diaz, Conor McGregor. Yeah. Perfect. There, there it is. Less time to, to dwell on the pressure, to eat away at you, to deteriorate you. Less time. And you're ready. You're ready, and sometimes you get too ready. Yeah. Anyway. Think long, think wrong. Yes, sir. One of the things that the great Chael P. Sonnen pointed out, I think he's one of the best guys doing this in any kind of analysis in in the UFC in particular. But um, one of the things he pointed out is that Conor has a tendency to call call for fights on like a six to eight week notice, kind of like what Floyd Mayweather used to do. There's not a three to six month buildup. The fight's announced. It's, it's promoted, they get ready, and it's go time. And that's kind of in keeping with his tradition. He's calling for this fight. Like November will be, like you said, six weeks would be short. But November, yeah. December, not a lot of time to think about it. Let's just get down to business. So, listen, I hope it happens for you. That's a huge fight. 
I don't have to tell you, um, but we're, we're, we're certainly pulling for you, looking forward to it. I hope everything goes smoothly, a lot smoother than the Ferguson negotiations went. Hopefully they, um, you know, you get what you deserve and what you think you, what you need to get this done. And, um, we'll be in your corner. That's for sure. I appreciate you guys very much. Appreciate you, Dustin. And, um, happy for you, happy for you and your family and, uh, all your fans. Thanks, Teddy. Appreciate it. You know, you've earned every damn bit of it. Uh, and I'll continue to do it. Yes, I know you will. I know you will. And uh, I'll just finish with, I like that guy behind you, the first black heavyweight champion. I believe that's who that is, Jack Johnson. Yeah. Um, first black heavyweight champion of, of boxing uh, back in the 1920s. That guy, that guy was pretty damn special. He was a pioneer, but he was a guy that you talk about going through fire to get to where you want to go. That's a good guy for you to have behind you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You you, you talk about, or I talk about beginning of this uh, interview about feeling like I was fighting the media and the critics. Think about what this guy had to fight. Yes, sir. Think about, think about the things stacked up against him. Yes, unbelievable. Every, everything a, a, shrinks. A, a, a champion in every every sense of the word. Yes, I agree 100%. Hey, guys, one last time. I want to give a shout-out to today's sponsor, Athletic Greens. Um, once again, can't say enough good things. Check them out at athleticgreens.com slash atlas, A-T-L-A-S, to take advantage of the special offer. That's a year supply of vitamin D with your first order of Athletic Greens. Um, again, these guys have spent 10 years with top nutritionists and doctors to create this formula. It's made from whole-sourced ingredients. It basically has everything you could ask for in a multivitamin. Again, like an insurance policy for your immune system during these COVID times. It's critically important that you stay topped up on your supplements, vitamins, minerals. I know I sound like a broken record, but it is, it's true. This stuff, you can't, uh, you can't take for granted your health. And um, this is, again, like an insurance policy that I use for myself. Check them out at athleticgreens.com slash Atlas, A-T-L-A-S, for a free one-year supply of vitamin D, which is one of the most important supplements or vitamins you can take for your immune system. Well, listen, Dustin, thanks so much for doing this. Please stay safe with the hurricane. Again, guys, please check out the goodfightgroup.com to see what Dustin and his charity are up to. They're always doing good things. Um, again, Dustin, thanks so much. Please be safe with the hurricane. If you have to, get out there and uh, you know what to do. Jump a guillotine. <laughs> always that. jump the guillotine. <laughs> this, this kid is unbelievable. He's jump the guillotine. He, he, unbelievable. He, uh, wow, he, he he's growing. And stay right hydrated. And stay hydrated and stretch. <laughs> That's the luck, Dustin. Give up Thank best you to your guys. family too. I appreciate it, man. Thank you, Dustin. Yeah. Thanks, guys. <laughs>